baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture calendar, on this day in 1969, Jethro Tull played their first concert in America. They were the opening act for Blood, Sweat, and Tears at New York's Fillmore East. First day Jethro Tull played in America this day in 1969. And, you know, I always thought Ian Anderson was one of the more cerebral rock stars. And, you know, my conversation with Ian Anderson, I, um, I asked him about the moment. I mean, because this was like so different. The guy plays the flute. So I asked Ian Anderson about the moment that he, he decided to make the flute part of rock music. I looked around the music store for something else that, you know, I was being allowed a certain amount of extra money in part exchange, and I it was just my, a flute hanging on the wall caught my eye mainly because it was shiny and looked looked like something I could take apart and put in my pocket, um, and that that was just a whimsical moment. I had no 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 logic or serious thought behind it. Just just a, a chance. It could have been something else. It could have been a ukulele. It certainly yeah. couldn't have been a cello or a double bass, but it, <laughs> it turned out to be a flute, and that was it. But I couldn't get a note out of the thing for some months to come, and I finally, in late December of 1967, I managed to play the note of G, and then I managed to get an E and an A and a B and throw in the flattened fifth, and I had the blues scale, and I could improvise blues solos within a few days, and and started playing it at the Marquee Club. So that was the beginning of, of my flute playing, very untutored, very naive, and a, an aggressive way of playing. So I couldn't get a pure note. I would reinforce it by singing the note at the same time, which gave it a bit more punch. Ian Anderson is one of the most intelligent uh, rockers that I've, I, I've talked to. And, you know, uh, Jethro Tull was one of the bands that uh, did music about society and, and politics. And, I, you know, I, I love the people uh, who, who I remember early in my career when I'm playing Jethro Tull. Hey, man, I really like that guy. No, uh, Jethro Tull was the name of the band. Ian Anderson was the leader of the band and just had that uh, stoic pose with the flute. And, you know, I remember the early years of uh, Jethro Tull at the uh, Municipal Auditorium uh, here in New Orleans. But I asked Ian Anderson that when he's writing music about society and politics, are, are you writing about the politics and society with the intent of reflecting the audience and existing ideas? Or are you trying to change the audience? I think as a songwriter, it's a mistake to go out there and try and change people's opinions. I think what you can do is give them a view of uh, the world around them, and it's up to them to to make sense, if they can, out of what they think you might be saying, which is not necessarily what I am saying, but you know, everybody looks at music and listens to lyrics in, in their own different ways. I don't think there's any single absolute this is what it means opinion that should come out of it i think people you know have the right to draw their own conclusions make their own make their own pictures in their head when they they hear lyrics or read the read the words and um i think all you can ever do really is just give people a a viewpoint think of cezanne and his many paintings of mont saint victoire in uh, 
different lighting conditions, different times of the year. He painted that same painting almost over and over again. And yet they're all different. And there are many ways to look at a simple visual view. But I think it's quite interesting that you can revisit sometimes those ideas and try them in a different way. And that that is something perhaps in music too, as a songwriter, I, I will sometimes revisit a subject that I've touched on before and just look at it in a different light, in a different perspective. I think that's um, part of the fun, really. I, I was just fascinated with that conversation with uh, Ian Anderson of Jethro Tell. It was on this day in 1969, they played their first concert in America. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.